Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, find links to the show, just like Zach mentioned, all over our Twitter timeline on Instagram and follow us on TikTok as well. But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz. And Hughes and & Coleman Injury Lawyers, if you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes & Coleman for a free case consultation, 800 800 4,600. So, Zach, not a lot of people got sleep last night, I'm sure. I don't think I made it to uh, to sleep until after 2 a.m. But the Titans are now 5-3, and three, ending their five-game winning streak. And they had an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter, but they could not get it done offensively. And unfortunately, I'm the loser here because I'm the one that has to wear a top hat. Tiffany asks, where's the monocle? They got the monocle right here. I just can't get it to stay in my eye socket. And I've tried, and it's just not going to do that. I guess I got a small eye socket. I'm not sure, but this is a re- this is a regulation size monocle. And if you you can see it, it actually does have magnifying powers because the A to Z logo behind me is upside down. You don't so burn yeah. your face. Watch out there, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's directed get light. That's pretty wild. So it is a real monocle, but I just can't I can't get it to, to stay in my eye socket. But that's that. Uh, but it does go well with my BetMGM shirt today. So, but Zach. What's your feelings after waking up? I always ask you Monday morning, how do you feel waking up on this Monday morning, uh, this time after a Titans loss, after five consecutive victory Mondays? Yeah, well, look, we know those victories, right? So they were tight, they were close, they were against bad football teams, and and Mike Trico and Chris Collinsworth referenced that. But they played well in the first half. But you know what? The Titans usually play well in the first half. That's not their problem. It's the second half play. It's it's being able to close out tough teams on the road. You know, I think the first thing that I thought of this morning was actually not the negative. We'll get to a lot of the negative, but it was the positive of the defense and what Mike Vrabel literally asked his defense to do last night. Be on the field for all of those plays, compete against the top, if not the you know top three quarterback in the league, top tight end in the league, that's for damn sure with Travis Kelsey, and have over and over and over again to come up with stops and hold an offense like that that can easily put 45 on you at times, only to 20 points, including overtime. I think that's the first thing that I thought of is you have to be proud of this defense, and obviously Derrick Henry was, but then it kind of the reality set in. This is a bad football team. It's bad because of the way that it is constructed. Uh. And that's the hard part. Now, we've seen a lot worse football teams, but with a backup quarterback and a game plan, they had every opportunity to move the football, and they could not, Austin. So that, I think, that was the, the glaring part to me, is they could not do anything offensively. In No, not something, anything. Look, I don't disagree with that. Like, the offense was putrid in the second half. But calling the Titans a bad football team is incorrect because bad football teams with a backup rookie quarterback 
get blown out by bad football teams get blown out by multiple scores against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football in Arrowhead Stadium. Bad football teams don't have a shot. The Titans had an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter. They are not a bad football team. The offense is terrible with Malik Willis and has been with Ryan Tannehill, but they are not a bad football team. This last is night good. they were. No, last night they were a bad offense. Last night they but were That's a part of a defense. football team. They were not a bad football team last night, Zach, because bad football teams, like I said, don't have a sniff of winning a football game like that. All right, look, I'm now going to have to jump the gun because now I've got to come. <laughs> I, I now have to come with some cold, hard facts, Austin. I was okay. going to wait to show this graphic, but now, I, I, and this is going to put everything, I think, perfectly. Look at this. Oh. Look at the possessions in the second half and overtime in which they only got one, uh, one possession overtime. And look at the plays, though. It's not the it's not the end game. It's not all of the punts, punt, 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 downs. It is the number of plays that are run within that drive. Last night, they were a bad football team because of this. Because of this. No. Because it is, they were so bad on offense that it brought the entire place down. The first half, they are notoriously good. But Austin, they reverted back to who they are in the second half. And when you, when I put up, the field goal was only four plays, right? So it wasn't like this long, sustaining drive to go get points. No, it was off, punt, the, it was off the field turnover. goal, yeah. punt, 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 downs. That right there in itself, and that's only one half of football, which sure. is eye-opening, is un believable so zach let me just go through something real quick what what you put on the screen there that's called a fact a fact is the fact that the titans statistically on offense were terrible last night that is a fact what you showed there is factually correct your opinion that the titans are a bad football team last is, night no your opinion that the titans were a bad football team last night even is incorrect zach because they had a chance to win the game the game went into overtime. You could do this. You could do something pretty similar and show the Kansas City Chiefs second half possessions and show the seven consecutive possessions where they didn't score any points. Sure, they moved the football and gained some yards. Three plays, that, though. But no, my I'm, point Zach, again, is this: you're, look Zach, at the you're, plays. You're 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 off, dude. You're off. The Titans were not a bad football team last night. The Titans' inept offense caught up to an epically good performance on defense and they lost the game in overtime. They had no business being in. And so they're not, they were not a bad football team last night. That is just objectively wrong. That is a bad take. It is by objectively you. correct. No, when that's you look a fact. At the statistics. That is a fact. The stats but, are a fact. Your opinion about the Titans being but, a bad football team last night is objectively but that's wrong. My, but my point, and let me speak. Okay. My point is that the offense was so disastrously bad that it brought everything down. Austin, there was no chance that they were going to win. You sit there and say you have a chance to win. They weren't. No. When they got the football back, they were not. I mean, Zach, you're, you're wrong here. The, like You said, your words, the Titans were a bad football team last night. That's incorrect. 
That is a that is a wrong opinion for everybody who watched. The the offense individually sucked. In no, I think half. it's worse than that. I don't know how to characterize worse than suck, but it is something of unnatural Putrid, behavior. Inept, incompetent. Non-existent. Some, I think I mean, it's there's worse a lot of than all of those use. words. Like the Texans were better last week in the second half than the Titans were this week. Now, think about that. Of how bad Davis Mills was last week, and you watched the game just like I did, the Titans were worse than that. I mean, it's a wild game. They were. Look. I, I, I mean, I know look, in the that. second half, they absolutely were. The reason why I put this together is because I've never seen anything like that. Austin, I, I've watched a lot of football. You've watched a lot of football. I've never seen anything of how many punts and how many bad possessions that are only three plays. They're that's, only three plays. Zach, the, so you can call the offense any word you want to call them, but the Titans as a football team last night were not a bad football team, and that's where you were wrong. That's where you were wrong. Flat out, you're incorrect, and the chat agrees with me that you were flat out wrong by calling the Titans a bad football team. If anything, you look at the Titans last night and say, damn, that defense can do some stuff. That defense wrecked no, Patrick no, the, Mahomes. The defense overall, I've never had a problem with the defense. So be more Austin, careful with your words. Austin, no, here's my opinion. I think that the offense is so bad that, look, you're about to get into a schedule, Austin, where you're going to play better competition. You're not going to get to play Matt Ryan twice, who is awful. You're not going to get the luxury of playing the Texans. You're not going to play the Raiders. You're not going to play the Commanders. You're going to play better in, better football teams just than that. played Patrick Mahomes and I, held the guy to 20 points that. on 91 plays. And the offense... Nobody's How? going to come and fi do you think the offense is fixable? Yeah, by Ryan Tannehill's ankle becoming a healthier. Do you like think that that is that is the fix? It's as I mean, relative fix. I mean, it's never going to be a above average or good offense. It's never going to be that this year. But can it be elevated? Yes. Can like, it be what? fixed? I think that's the point. I mean, you have Elevated to fix is, is such a vague term, dude. Like fixed, like what is fixed? Scoring 24 points in the first half against Indianapolis Colts? Yes, they can do that. Absolutely. So what, I mean, fix, yes, in a way, but with Ryan Tannehill being healthy and being able, and then Traylon Burks is eligible to come off IR this week. That's, that's something that we'll continue to monitor. But yeah, the Titans offense can be a lot better than they were last night. The Chiefs had the number two running defense in the entire NFL and Derrick Henry ran train through him in the first half. And in the second half, they shot themselves in the foot. It, like, so the Titans... You know, the second half disappeared. The Titans shot themselves in the foot in the second half and caused them to be unable to use Derrick Henry on the offense. That's that's also what happened with how the game went. They shot themselves in the foot with a holding call on the opening kickoff of the second half. They shot themselves in the foot with uh, with a holding call on Aaron Brewer uh, that wiped off a big Derrick Henry run early in the third quarter that could have gotten some things going. They, they really screwed themselves with bad play calls and also bad penalties early in the third quarter that put them in a bad situation where Derrick Henry was out. Do and I need to say anything drops. else? Huh? And drops. I feel like I'm on a roll today. All right, let's go ahead and ask this question and get the chat more involved here. Who is most to blame for the Titans' overtime loss on Sunday Night Football to the Chiefs? Who is most to blame right here uh, for the Titans' loss to the Chiefs last night, blowing that lead 
Uh, but first, let me tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. If you get hurt in life, there's only one place to go to get back to health. That is in Franklin at the Bone and Joint Institute. So check them out, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of the sports book. You can get a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. You got Monday Night Football coming up tonight. Download the BetMGM app on your Android or Apple App Store. All right. The question we're asking here is who is most to blame for the Titans' overtime loss at the Chiefs uh, last night? We're going to get a lot of interesting. Uh, uh, answers, I'm, I'm for sure. So, Zach, I'll send you the chat to see what everybody's saying about who is most to blame. Not who all is to blame, but who is the most to blame in this loss when the Titans were up eight points in the fourth quarter. We have a lot of Todd Downings. Uh, 86 uh, says Todd Downing. Uh, refs coming in from Troy. John Robinson from Facebook user and Todd Downing. Uh, Kick says Downing. Downing and the refs from Mr. Clean. Uh, let's see. Uh, D- Steven says Todd Downing. D- Danny says Todd effing Downing. Uh, Zachary says Dot Todd Downing. Downing, Downing, Downing. The refs and Downing. Donald says Downing. Denise says Downing. Eugene says Downing. <laughs> I mean, this is a runaway on what this is. The refs coming in there. Uh, I have a bone to pick with the refs. Downing, I can get on board with. I think the Downing is the overall all uh, overwhelming answer. Jonathan says Patrick Mahomes is to blame. And look, what about that? That's a different way of looking at it. I think um, Patrick Mahomes was incredible last night. And you have to give the credit to one of the best quarterbacks on the planet Earth. And that was Patrick Mahomes and what he was able to do with his arms and his legs, extending plays. And like we said on the post-game show last night, I said where the, the Chiefs basically had two plays on every snap. The initial play and the play that Patrick Mahomes made afterwards because the Titans shut down a lot of their plays early in the downs, but then Mahomes was able to keep things open and either run for big plays, first down on third and 17, a big touchdown run to potentially tie the game, and then other plays to get his arm involved as well. But there's only one person to blame, Zach, and it's Todd Downing. It is offensive coordinator Todd Downing. He is the fault here because I've said this, For now a year and a half, the Titans have played 17 regular season games last year, one playoff game, and now eight games this season. Todd Downing continuously cost the Titans wins. And it's unbelievable. They, like everybody knows watching that game, the Titans need a two-score lead in the fourth quarter, and this defense can take you to a victory. And what happens? The Titans defense and special teams gives Todd Downing a gift. First and 10 on the 50-yard line in the fourth quarter with an eight-point lead. All you got to do, gain 15 yards, kick a long field goal, make it, and Brandy Bullock looked good last night. But what happened? Todd Downing got the first first down. Then it was first and 10 at the 39. Then it was second and nine at the 38. Then what did he do? He lost four yards. He lost four yards. He threw a jump ball to a guy who can't come down with a jump ball. Malik made a great throw to NWI, but he couldn't come down with the catch because he can't. And then he threw it behind the line of scrimmage on third and nine from the 38-yard line and lost four yards, and so you punt it away. 
if you just run the ball with Derrick Henry on second down and nine and third down and eight, third down and seven, you just need three yards to get field goal range. Instead, you lose four. What kind of play calling is that? Todd Downing's the person to blame. If they kick that field goal and Randy Bullitt puts the Titans up 20 to nine, I don't think the Titans defense gives up 11 points. But Austin, I think the how difficult is it for the offense to get 15 yards? Zach, they gained 11. They just needed four more. No, let me correct that. They were three yards away from the 15 I said they needed. They were at the third, 38-yard line. 38-yard line. It was second and nine at the 38. And they lost four yards the next two plays. By, by calling plays, the Titans cannot execute. I don't know how many times we've heard Titans coaches, Titans players say, you got to execute better. got to execute player better. Well, the coaches need to call plays that they can execute. The players are subpar. The players are not NFL worthy on the outside. NWI, Chris Conley, and who Jeff Swain, those guys are not, they're practice squad rotation dudes. That's all they are. So don't call plays they can't execute. Call plays that they can execute, which is Cody Hollister blocking. So give the ball to Derrick Henry, who can execute this, and get three more yards to kick a freaking field goal to go up 11, and maybe you're 6-2. and two. So, look, I, I, I don't fully disagree with that. I mean, I think that the proof is in the pudding of that scenario. Todd Downing messed up. But I do think that the blame overall, I think the chat – has some correct answers in John Robinson setting this offensive roster up for disaster. And they are so bad. They're, they, it is embarrassing. The, and you know, you, after the game, if you looked in the locker room, you sit there, you're asking, you know, Nick Westbrook, Aquino, like, what do you guys have to say about yourself? And it's like, what can he say? He can't, he, they're, he's not adequate. NWI is jolted into a starting role when he should be a fourth wide receiver, right? But the Titans set themselves up for that. And that's, and people will get upset at me and I don't really give a damn of harping on this, but you gotta admit that AJ Brown, even deleting this tweet last night was correct. Ain't nobody open. And even if they are open, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. But to sit there and look, this is, look, he deleted the tweet. He's yeah, taking a victory lap. His team is undefeated. All that other stuff goes into no, if he it. Was, so, if, he, you know, if he was taking a victory lap, he wouldn't delete the tweet. But AJ but is No, that's AJ that. Brown. So like, we know the type of tw- uh, tweeter he is. But he is not wrong. Nobody's open, and Austin, they're not going to get open. And when you have a quarterback that is a rookie, that is learning on the fly in a massive moment, that literally cannot do anything, and that's why I showed the other graphic of punt, 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 punt. All right. John Robinson set – but here's my last statement on this. John Robinson set this team up for a game like this. Now, it may not have been against the Chiefs. It may have been against an inferior opponent where they should have won, but their offense gives them nothing. 
But it was only a matter of time before a game like this happens because you know that injuries are going to occur. If it wasn't Traylon Burks, it would have been Robert Woods, right? If it wasn't one of them, it was going to be somebody else. That's just football. So that, I think, is the disappointing part of going into a season where you can really make waves and put it all on the line for your quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, to prove that he's worthy after his playoff performance. And he they essentially give him weapons that are dull blades. Even if he connects, nothing's going to happen, right? And that's what we saw last night. You connect, and these wide receivers drop the football because they don't have the talent or the skill. But Austin, we knew all of this before week one. And now, look, we're in the middle of the season. There's a lot more football to play. What do you think the opportunity or the chances that this is going to happen again? Oh, it'll happen again. But again, let, let me say this. So you think, did you say that John Robinson's most to blame for this loss? No, I no, I said Todd Downing is, but John okay. Robinson, you have got to recognize that the blame has got to be placed on this roster. Well, he question. constructs the roster that it was only a matter of time before you're going to have something like this occur. And it's unfortunate that you have a second half that's punt, field goal, punt, 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 sure. punt, punt, downs. Uh, but again, like John Robinson also. But that's has- John Robinson's fault. Well, yeah, this graphic also- is John Robinson's fault. The game of what you said, getting the 15 yards from the 50, that is Todd Downing's fault. And that obviously that's directly affects the game. That's the game. But you're setting yourself up to help your – look, John, John Robinson – Like I don't care what anybody says. Mike Vrabel lied to everybody at the end of last year saying that Todd Downing was great. Todd Downing is not great. He did an adequate job with what he was dealt with last year with the injuries of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. But literally, they set Todd Downing up for failure this year because he's not a very good offensive coordinator, and now you're going to give him less than subpar pieces? You're setting setting the offense up to fail. All right, so Todd Downing absolutely deserves blame I'm sorry, John Robinson absolutely deserves blame for the situation the Titans offense is in. No doubt about that. Yeah, they don't have, like I mentioned uh, last night, the Chiefs have two guys that nobody's even heard of that can make plays like Noah Gray making a ridiculous contested catch for 27 yards and Justin Watson, and nobody knows who the heck that guy is either. And he made a great catch over Christian Fulton for 31 yards. Titans don't have a guy that can do that. Can, Can the Titans find a Noah Gray? Can they find a Justin Watson? It doesn't seem like it. John Robinson can't do that. So what you're saying about J-Rob is not incorrect there. But John Robinson also, at the same time, deserves the credit for having a defense that could play like that against Kansas City. John Robinson ha- got drafted and brought in those dudes too. So there is it's a double-edged sword. The offense is untalented on the outside and the defense is way super talented and very good and effective and can do a lot of things. But again, the Titans had an eight point lead and they were three yards away from potentially attempting a field goal to go up by 11 when the chiefs couldn't do anything on offense. So Todd Downing failed this team in that situational moment. And that's but you knew that, but that's expected. I think that's the hard part for it, me, Austin. Is it, you you expect it. The chat expects it. I expect it. Todd Downing is not a good offensive coordinator. We've established that. So when things like this happen, are you surprised? 
Are you surprised that the mistake was made last night? But that's no. what I've always been saying is you have to, and this is hard to do, but you have to have the talent to overcome the bad coaching. You have to have the, and they don't. So I want to read this but comment, why, Danny. I hate that though. You, because you the have coaching, to. but the coaches are they, not in the they, NFL. The man. coaches are supposed to be smarter than not this. in the NFL. And if Mike Vrabel, if Mike Vrabel's really, he's getting not there, not anywhere near it, but he's taking another step closer to Mike Malarkey, Terry Obisky. Another step closer to sticking with an offensive coordinator. He, again, what did I say before I said this? He's not anywhere near it, but he's one step closer to being stuck with an offensive coordinator that he that he's going to ride or die with. All that is justified is how the season ends and how the offseason begins. So I wouldn't even say that because those decisions are yet to be made. How the season ends and how the offseason begins of what you're talking about. So Danny brings up this. Danny says... He's a glass half full kind of guy. Can we give props to Shane Bowen and Ryan Stonehouse? And that second guy, Ryan Stonehouse, I do want to bring up. Last year at this time, they were livid with the guy and uh, held us in that game with a backup quarterback talking about last night. Danny's not wrong there with Shane Bowen and how far he has come because he has really improved. That was the one that, that, and of many things, but Mike Vrabel got that correct, right? To hold on to Shane Bowen when everybody in their brother, including me, wanted him out, right? Didn't think that he could do it, but he stepped his game up as had the good decision to keep Ryan Stonehouse. That guy can bomb. That is a young version you feel of Brett Kern, right? Yeah. With a much bigger leg. And if oh, that's yeah. the case, you found a diamond in the rough. In the way you play football, that position is very valued. Oh, it's massive. Andre has a comment that I want to get to here in a second. It's about uh, this whole John Robinson versus Todd Downing offensive weapons or lack thereof uh, conversation. So I'm going to get to Andre's comment here in a second. But Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go. Plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans for your health, dental, and vision. I have earlier this year. You can right now. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. FBHP.com slash A to Z. Better service, better rates, better coverage. They've got it all, and they've got you covered. FBHP.com. I went there. I talked to a specialist. What do they do? They asked me a health assessment. That specialist asked me all these questions. I answered them openly and honestly. Then they gave me a quote, and I realized, wow, this is a lot better health plan than I previously had. I saved 20% each month because I switched. It's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. They're trusted by the Titans. They're trusted by the Vols. They're trusted across the state with 200-plus locations. FBHP.com slash A to Z. No doubt. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app and you can win big with a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 when you sign up with the app using our code ATOZ Sports. That's download the app, use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet on pro football with your first bet after that first deposit up to $1,000. a great way. Have another great weekend on BetMGM uh, in college football and in pro football as well, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or old, it's the only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligible requirements. Awards issued with knowledge for bets or side credit. For bets expiring seven days. For problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. I want to get to Andre's comments uh, right here on YouTube to talk more about John Robinson and, and Todd Downing. So 
Andre says, J-Rob put a bad OC in a position to call plays to bad wide receivers because there's nobody else to call plays to. So, Andre, like, you're not wrong. There's nobody else to throw the ball to. And I thought Mike Vrabel's comment to Ed Warder, did you see this? Uh, Ed Warder tweeted, uh, he was covering the game last night for ESPN. He, he tweeted something at halftime, said he asked Mike Vrabel if giving the ball to Derrick Henry 26 times was, was sustainable. And Vrabel, in a quote, said, well, what do you have to do? Throw it 50 times? Who's gonna who are we gonna bleeping throw it to? Is what the quote was from uh from Ed Warder and Mike Vrabel. But here's the thing is that you do have a a person to call plays to. It's Derrick Henry. You have a guy who can you can call plays to Derrick Henry. Better defenses though eventually stop Derrick Henry, and that happened. But here's my thing, Zach. The Titans, we think, feel pretty comfortable riding and dying with who they want their identity to be, right? If the Titans run the ball with Derrick Henry to gain those three or four precious yards that I've been talking about all morning and all last night, and they can't get those yards, we say, well, you know what? Credit to the Chiefs defense for stopping Derrick Henry in a big spot. So Todd Downing needs to lean on what got them there. What got the Titans 14 points in the first half? Running the ball with Derrick Henry and Malik Willis. What do they not do in the second half? For many reasons, but in that situation, they went away from it. Like, I, I don't know if, like, after I thought more and more about it, the first half looked a lot like the Titans built some things for Malik Willis to succeed, and it worked. He threw the ball, made some plays in the air. He had 82 yards passing in the first half, pretty solid. And he also had, like, 30 yard rushing yards in the first half, and Derrick Henry had 90 rushing yards in the first half. That's pretty good. But in the second half, you saw nothing from what they did in the first half. So if if you want to call plays to the people that can get you there, lean on Derrick Henry. And if they stop you with you leaning on Derrick Henry, then credit to them. Tip your cap to them. That's all you can do. But don't try to throw it up in the air to NWI and be like, pray and hope he can do it. That's just stupid. So you do have players that you can call plays to. Give it to 22 and see what happens and li- and live with the result if he can't get it done. Well, and, you know, they, the actual broadcast even referenced this last night and the, the chats bring it up when it comes to scripted plays, right? Todd Downing, scripted plays are the name of Todd Downing's game. He's dead in the water after that. And that's what we've seen time and time again. They score points in the first, you got 15 plays, right? 15 plays, and how, how many of them are run plays, right? I mean, you, you sit there and you you well, actually, what is Tim Kelly doing during the week for those 15 plays? Because he's only getting like three of them out of the 15, I feel like. And so after the scripted plays are out the window, things start to fall apart, and they've consistently fall apart or fell apart, excuse me. My struggle, though, and I think Mike Vrabel's frustration at half stems from him knowing, and this is, you know, I think this is bigger than probably this show because, again, this is the day after reaction show of what happened on Sunday Night Football. But their identity, they are a hard-nosed football team, right? They're gritty. They're gutsy. They play to the whistle. Their defense and their defense is not a bad football team. 
my point at the beginning of the show, going back to the offense, they're a one-trick pony, Austin. And that does not work. It's not sustainable. But Austin, that's their identity. I do not think that we are in an era of football that you can play good defense and run the football and win win all the games. You cannot do that. And but, I don't know, and I'm actually pretty sure, even with Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill coming back, you would not see this. Do you agree? Yeah, I would agree. And I just looked further, though. And, like, so you say we're in an era of football where you can't do this. I mean, I don't disagree, but it's the situation. It's what we talked about on Friday with the Eric Mangini video. I'm going to play the Eric Mangini video because uh, I still got it from last week uh, of him talking about Mike Vrabel and what makes him so good as a coach because the Titans are right there on the doorstep from doing it again. Because you could argue that Mike, when he played, was an assistant on, under Bill and, and with us. Mike was arguably the smartest player that I ever coached. And, and his recall of things that happened multiple years ago as we were installing game plans was impressive. So it could be something we had gone back to, you know, from two or three years ago. And then not only could he recall it, but he could recall the situation and he could recall problems that we had in either installing it or things that we could do better. It, it was amazing. And I give Mike a, a ton of credit. He's, I think, overachieved year in and year out with, with the group that, that he's had. And he consistently finds a way to win. And I, I've said this to you a lot, of Trey, is you go into the season with who you want to be and then the really good coaches figure out who you have to be. Right. And Mike does a great job of figuring out who his team has to be as the season goes on. So last night, who the Titans had to be was a grind it out, run the football, play incredible defense, and try to squeak it out. They have to do that every week. No, but but <laughs> it doesn't matter Zach, if it's this week or last no, week. Zach, there is a big difference. What was last week? The exact same thing you just said. What you just said just erase the team. They had to do the exact same thing yeah, this why? week as yeah, they did last week against the Houston Texans. Yeah, because Malik Willis is starting. That's who that, they are. That, that's right, but Malik Willis so is... You put Ryan Tannehill, that's still the game plan. But it's but there's all... Zach, come on, you know this. There's a no, big difference. You put Ryan yeah. Tannehill in there. there. That's what you just said. Can you repeat that? That they had to be... What? Repeat which part? Of what they had to do to win the game. Yes. Of course they have, but to the extent, to the severity, no. Yes. To the extreme, that's it. No. Yes. The, like, yes, they have to run the football and play great defense. That's how their team is set up to be. But with Malik Willis, it's even more extreme that way. But regardless, that is what it is. And what I am saying is that's not a way to win a Super Bowl. What What we are talking about, Austin, and I'm glad you brought that video up, Mike Vrabel is not the problem. Mike Vrabel is probably one of the only solutions that this franchise has. Mike Vrabel has been incredible with the cards that he has been dealt. And the dealer is John Robinson. He has dealt him these cards. I, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, you know, going back to the draft day trade of yeah. Mike Vrabel's feeling of like, what the hell are we doing? Right? Like where what his his hands are up. What am I gonna do? Imagine Austin if Mike Vrabel had a really good quarterback and really good wide receivers and this defense and good coaching and good special teams. 
like they could be a great team. They could be competing with the Bills. Like we all knew that the Titans are not close to the Bills. Like that's there is a separation there. The AFC as a whole is a lot worse than we originally thought before the season. That's mm-hmm. confirmed, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not Mike Vrabel's fault. Mike Vrabel understands what he's dealing with. It's the players of what that have to go play the game. They're inadequate to get to where the expectations are for this team. And that's a huge thing. The expectations are very high because of how many years they've made the playoffs, number one seed last year, and they don't – it's not constructed correctly. Mike Vrabel's not the problem, though. No, no, uh, Mike Vrabel is not the problem. Mike Vrabel is potentially – Is the solution. Yeah, well, he's potentially on his way to a second consecutive coach of the year. He's at least a candidate for coach of the year, depending on how this plays out. It's just, it's early, right? But the the only knock, the only, only, only knock you can have on Mike Vrabel is the inability to it's the get protection Todd Downing. Of Downing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the it's the overprotection and backing up of Todd Downing when Todd Downing has been pretty bad. Uh, and, and again, it's not like he's bad at all the time. It's it's situational situationally, excuse me. That's three hours of sleep for you. Situationally, Todd Downing has been terrible in big spots. But Austin, this is going to continue to happen because you have a bad offensive coordinator with bad offensive players, and you're going to face teams with good offensive coordinators and good players, and you need points in the second half. Like Here's the other thing. Also, what are they going to do when they're down 14 or 17 points? It's eventually going to happen. You play enough games. You play 17 games, you're going to get into a spot where you're going to play a good team and you're going to get down 17. Oh. Now, we saw that against the Bills. We know how that happened. What are you going to do when that adversity? The Titans are good with dealing with adversity like last night when they're somewhat in the driver's seat or within striking range. But when you're without striking range, you're far from that. They are not set up. They have to concede. Well, no, it's it's kind of what happened last night. And I mentioned this Friday in passing is that and it wasn't 14 points, but it was nine. And the missed extra point gives the Titans a little life. But the Titans were down nine, nothing. At that point, the Chiefs were flat out dominating the play clock because they went on an eight minute drive and a four and a half minute drive. So they had the ball for nearly 13 minutes. The Titans, two minutes. And it was nine nothing, and you're thinking, "Oh boy, this is gonna get real rough." But what did the Titans do? They stayed with their game plan. That was my point on Friday: is that if you get down two scores, it's okay. Don't panic. Stick to your game plan. Hopefully, your game plan sees it through. And if you get points, you're right back in it. And what did the Titans do? They went down on a drive, big boy drive, seven plays, seventy four yards, touchdown. They got right back in it, nine seven. And then what did the Titans defense do? That's the thing. You have to believe in this defense because they forced a five-play, seven-yard drive from the Chiefs, punt it right back to you. Now it's now you got the ball. You're right back in your game plan. So if you're down two, if the Titans are down two scores, no panic. No panic. Well, 14 is different than nine. That my my point it's is not, when you're down 14. No, I know, but I, I'm looking at it in two scores. If you're down two scores, the Titans on offense. They got to get points. There's pressure on it to get points, but there doesn't need to be panic. You stick with that game plan and you see it through because you have to trust your defense won't let you get down three scores. That's the big point here. The defense, unless you're playing, 
and the Bills game was a lot closer until it just unraveled completely uh, because of a pick six and some other things. But the defense is what you have to believe in offensively to stay patient and to not freak out. Because even if you punt back to the Chiefs, hopefully that defense doesn't give up a third scoring drive in a row because they are they're really good. Yeah, and the defense was put in some bad spots last night. They yeah. they held tight. That's what I'm trying to figure out about this team is the makeup. You got three facets of football, offense, defense, and special teams. We're good with the special teams, correct? The special teams has been good. Bullock missed the kick against the Giants. That well, is referenced. But their punting that, is good. I, their coverage. Robert Woods has not made the mistake at, uh, at return punts. Well, he fumbled the, the week before, Zach, uh, against the Texans. Uh, like, no, the ret- I think the return game is terrible. Punt returns and kick returns. The return Ooh, game is Kyle terrible. Phillips did not work out. I well, would agree with that. I think Hassan Haskins makes bad decisions, too. Hassan Haskins, they need to put in a rule that if Hassan Haskins, let it bounce and go to the end zone. That okay, guy's so where slow. is the special teams as a whole, in your opinion? Uh, they're, they're, a, they're still a net They're positive. average? Net average? They're a net positive. But not a big one. They're net positive. The so return slightly game. above average. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. defense. How do you how do you categorize them? I mean, I think that they're gangbusters, right? They're outstanding. Wouldn't you classify this Titans defense as outstanding? Absolutely. That might be uh, a little underwhelming of a word. So you have outstanding. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum, how do you classify this offense as a whole? I mean, I. I I, I've said putrid, I've said abysmal, I've said uh, incompetent, I've said inept, all today. <laughs> I've said all those words today. Right, so do offense and defense cancel each other out and you sit there and you're a slightly above average football team? That's a good, no, Is that they're what, still a good, fo- they're a good football team, Zach, because the defense gets them above that. They're still a good I football I think that team. they are an above average, so I I will retract my statement from the beginning of the show. They are a above average, a slightly, I want to add slightly. The Tennessee Titans are a slightly above average football team, in my opinion. They are not a, last night, I thought that, I I, I think I got caught up in how bad the offense was. But overall, they are a slightly above average football team. I think where I'm trying to figure out, go ahead. With, I was going to finish it. I was going to add on to your sentence. They're a slightly above average football team when Malik Willis is your quarterback. I think if you say with Ryan Tannehill healthy, I think they're a good football team. I can't go as far as saying good. Yeah, I, I think that they have, I think they have just two major, they have too many major flaws in my opinion, because a good football team I just think that the offense is too bad. And I, think I think the defense it, is that good that they're a good football team. Because they're going to, and they've got Derrick Henry, right? Like no, they've got, I, they've got elite, I think a near elite defense. I'm not going to go elite yet, but a near elite defense and an elite running back, by the way, number one in the in rushing in the NFL as of this morning. Oh yeah. We know uh, defense are <laughs> running their elite. That's what they do. Well, but Austin, I think my struggle is the impact 
of an offense that can strategically drive down the field and get points and win games, they don't have. Well, and that's a situation that it's they're only going to get into at one point. Like Austin, if you really want to like, let's sit back. Clean slate. Last night, four minutes. The defense has held the Kansas City Chiefs to three points. You go down and you either tie the football game or you win the football game. Like, that's what the situation that they were in. And they didn't get past the line of scrimmage. They went backwards. No, right? Yeah. So, like, at that moment, that's, I think, my biggest issue with this team is that when you're given, and I don't even, I think regardless, if Ryan Tannehill was there, I still think that they lose that football game with that final drive because they have nobody to get open and consistently yeah, gain them yards. I, but, but with Ryan Tannehill there, I don't think they're in the position to, I think they score in the fourth quarter. That That's kind of my overall overall thing. Right. It is eSports here live on uh, this Monday reaction show. We do have a great reaction. Mike Vrabel has the perfect response to the Travis Kelsey two-point conversion penalty uh, but first, let me tell you guys all about Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And if you have been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. They've got the muscle and the resources to go battle the insurance for you to get you every dollar you deserve. If you've been injured in a car wreck, they're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, and they'll go get that money for you. So call them for a free case consultation, 800 800 4,600 principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. It's kind of funny. You can't see the monocle. So you just kind of look like a guy that does magic on the side. And with a chain. And yeah. I have like a, yeah, yeah. I'm you, glad I don't have the monocle because my studio lights might burn my cornea. Yeah, right? <laughs> because it's like right in there. So right? it's probably so a good thing I don't have it. You're a cool cat today. That's kind yeah. of what the <laughs> uh, use the promo code ATOZ Sports to the king of the sports book. Download the app today. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Bet MGM. You download that bad boy and you start winning money. In the promo code tab, use A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S, all one word, no spaces. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Real quick, do want to give a shout-out for laying down the law before we hear from Mike Vrabel on the penalty situation with Travis Kelsey. Laying down the law, Zach, you got to give a lot of credit for the Titans' defensive line. Eight quarterback hits on Patrick Mahomes, sacking him four times. And so if you look at it, and it wasn't like Bud Dupree, right? Bud Dupree played really well when he was out there. Then he hurt his hip for like the fourth time. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons did not log a uh, quarterback hit on the game, but you look at guys that were doing it that you don't expect to. Uh, Denny Autry had two sacks and three hits. That's You expect him to do that. But Mario Edwards Jr., Demarcus Walker, uh, Tier Tart, Jeffrey Simmons, all of those guys played really great up front, and they had Patrick Mahomes earning every yard he gained. And so laying down the wall, you have to give a ton of credit to that Titans defensive front, uh, and I'm sure they're feeling it this morning uh, for how much they ran around and chased 15 all over the field. And, you know, the hard part is defensively, they're going to get crushed in, like, the rankings and the stats because Mahomes had so much yardage. Right. But he had 91 plays. Like, it's wild. Brad says that. You know, 91 freaking plays, you know, 40-plus minutes on the field. 
it and so it's not going to be indicative of probably where they're going to rank as total yards and total defense and all of that stuff. You're just going to have to kind of take that and take this game and understand what it represent it represents. But they did lay down the law. Shane Bowen, Mike Vrabel, they and they notoriously have a solution for Patrick Mahomes in which not many teams have, right? And their front four played well. I do think the Bud Dupree impact, as you mentioned, he is the speed that I think corrals Mahomes into other sacks, right? He pushes him maybe into other Titans defensive players for more sacks than they already have, but he didn't play obviously because of that hip for most of the game or at least the second half. Uh, and that's tough because that's your premier pass rusher because Landry uh, has been out all season with that ACL. Absolutely. So let's hear from Mike Vrabel, who was asked by Tron Davenport about uh, the holding call on Josh Kalou uh, when he was trying to guard Travis Kelsey in the end zone, where Travis Kelsey ended up ripping off Josh Kalou's helmet. But here's Vrabel's response. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't. That they, they, They've let Travis play like that. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, flop and hope you get a call, I guess. I don't. You're asking the wrong guy again. It's Twitter handles at NFL officiating. They they can answer any questions. I I'm not gonna be able to answer them. I mean, it was just a terrible call on the Titans. Like you, you know what it is? What he? That? It's the NBA Super Bowl. Our superstar. It's LeBron. It's KD. It's Giannis. It's why did they go to the free throw line 35 times last night? Right, like. That that that's what he's insinuating, but also also Austin, that's somewhat understood. I think the hard part is that it was, you know, superstars are going to get calls. It's somewhat understood in sports. The problem with last night was the timing of that call and how it was wrong. Like it was opposite. They called a flag on the Titans when it should have been the opposite way. You can miss a call or not call something, but when you get the polar opposite call incorrect that i think is the problem do the chiefs still get two points i have no idea right well, that's no, some I mean, they, beers they, and nuts. they don't because that pass was incomplete because that i guess there would have been offensive pass interference or a no call <laughs> i mean if the ball fell to the ground on the on the play the ball was in the pass was incomplete from mahomes now, the Chiefs got the extra opportunity on the th for the third try. The first two-point conversion where Joe Jones basically executed McCall Harmon, and then luckily the Titans got you know, the Chiefs had a penalty there too, so it, it wiped off. That's fine. But that should have been a flag on Kelsey, back him up 10 yards, and let him go from the 12 and a half, or a no-call, and it's incomplete two-point conversion fail. Yeah, because they would still get an opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah, from the 12 and a half yard line. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying it wouldn't have been the game would have been like Yeah, but 12 and a half yards for a two-point conversion, that's a, you know Oh yeah, it's definitely more it's more difficult than 2 yards from or 1 yard from line of scrimmage. I I don't I'm not one of those people that that did not decide the game. That was not the, you know, the refs did not cost the Titans the game. It had an impact. It, it it was impactful, but it, it did not cost the Titans no, the game. But it had a big the impact. lack of offensive productivity cost yes. the Titans the game. 
Yes. So, uh, yeah. but I, but I do think that that's important to decipher, right? Yeah. Is that the offensive lack of productivity is what cost it? It was not the refs. It's a sure, bad call. I, I, I don't disagree. Um, I, man, I, I thought there was another play. There were, like, I mean, there were a couple situations to, to, to stick with the NBA analogies here. I thought Jeffrey Simmons was getting hack-a-shacked while Chris Jones was getting the Kobe Bryant calls on Jeffrey Simmons getting held on all. And then Nate Davis kind of gets his arm reached around Chris Jones and he gets the flag called on, on him. Uh, maybe that was Brewer on the holding call there, but the Travis Kelsey is being enabled to act like a toddler on the field because he throws his helmet down the field. That is objectively a flag. You cannot do that. You cannot one, take your helmet off. You cannot two, throw your helmet down the field. You can't do that. That is against the rules of the NFL and it just let it happen. Great internet meme. Yeah, on Sunday Night Football, you just let him bowl his helmet down the center of the lane. And then that play uh, against Josh Kalou, where he clearly takes Josh Kalou uh, by, like, the ear pads and throws his helmet off. And then here's another call that we haven't talked about. I don't think we brought it up in the postgame show last night either. Early fourth quarter, third and four, Malik Willis throws uh, down the left sideline. Austin Hooper gets clearly interfered with and nothing happened. That was a very clear defensive pass interference on Austin Hooper that did not get called. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, but I I look at, I look at games like that consistently. There are going to be missed calls, right? I mean, human, you're going to be missed calls. So I kind of chalked that up. I think Lee brings up something of, the two-point play, it changes the game plan for the next drive because now you have the lead. I think the Titans have to play the way that they play. I don't think that they had the they don't have the luxury to change the game plan because of their players, right? The well, Titans, I felt like the Titans were just praying that the, the clock ran out. Well, but the Titans get the ball after the touchdown and the two-point conversion that tied. Let's just play a a quick hypothetical. Let's say the Titans are up 17-15. They get the ball with 252 left. They ran the ball for Derek with Derek Henry. They gained two yards. They threw it on second down, incomplete, stopped the clock. Which they wouldn't have thrown. They wouldn't have thrown it. They would have run the ball. So now you're under two minutes. Oh, you're at the two-minute warning. Uh, You're at the two-minute warning before you get in the third down if the Chiefs don't call a timeout, right? But so it does change the way that, that you play. I think the Titans um, would have been able to burn a lot of clock because the, the Titans' defense got two stops yeah, before but regulation. You're chalking it up to the Chiefs giving getting the ball back at some point and going down and just having to kick a field goal. And they got the ball twice just needing to kick a field goal, and the Titans got two stops. And they were unable to do that. And and I think the Titans would have burned more clock if it was 17-15. So it did make a difference, Lee. I'll give you that uh, hat tip to you there, uh, right, right there for Lee. A to Z Sports here live um, on this Monday. Are you ready for uh, Ask Me Anything? I am. All right, Are let's you? do it. I, I am ready for Ask Me Anything. Uh, so every Monday we wrap up the show with an Ask Me Anything random question. Uh, but Zach, first tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. 
Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride, whether it's the Palisade, the full-size SUV. Right there, they've got all, all the bells and whistles. When it comes to uh, third-row seating, uh, you got captain seats, bucket seats, you've got sport mode, snow mode, regular mode, fuel efficiency, and it looks really, really good on the streets. You can get your perfect color. You can get uh, leather interior. Both Austin and I have test-driven the Palisade. It is Awesome. It is an awesome car. If you're looking for a full-size SUV, visit Wilson County Hyundai. They are family-owned and operated. Painbone will hook you up with a great deal. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app, and when you do, use our code ATOZSports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet on pro football. Easy steps. Download the app. Plug in our code ATOZSports when you sign up. Make your first deposit, and boom. First bet on pro football, risk-free up to $1,000. Zach, it is time for Monday Ask Me Anything. What do we have today? We have something that happened on the final drive for the Titans of going up in flames, not being able to move the football, or probably in the second half. This is a, this is a question that I do not know. So here's the question. Why do flammable and inflammable mean the same thing? Now, to be honest, because I, I, I don't know. That's something that I had to think about. So the question is, why do flammable and inflammable mean the same thing? I don't think that it would be printed on this card if they didn't. But inflammable, I felt like meant flame resistant. Right? I mean, this, they mean the exact same thing. Zach, I, I just Googled inflammable and flammable. Oxford languages, flammable, easily set on fire. Oxford languages, inflammable, easily set on fire. It's the same thing. Use inflammable in a sentence. I mean, and I Jarrell says because of the prefix in. So what's another example of so, two words that mean the same thing that have a prefix in? Uh, they are slightly different. Now, I Googled this. Is that cheating? Yes, I didn't. I was. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just had to. Like, I didn't. You re- just I, you do. You, you did the the anti rule of the. Yeah, entire yeah, show. yeah. Well, we haven't established the rule. I just was like shocked. Yeah, but was, you just jumped the gun. I, mean, I that, did. I was just so, well, it just popped up. I was so caught off guard that they both had the same definition that it confused me. Maybe we better watch out. The chat may be calling for a suspension. Okay. <laughs> so, so the prefix I-N. Yeah. What is another example of that? Incapable and capable. Those are opposite, right? Intolerable and tolerable from Jarrell. Complete, incomplete. Like it's a. Those are the opposite. But why does inflammable mean the same thing as flammable? I don't know. Now it it's correct, but you know, and uh, Puka looked it up too. Um, Inflammable is capable bursting into flames without ignition. So it's just that it could just happen without it's like a battery. It's like a lithium battery. Yeah. It could just explode with no 
like ignition, like is like what the okay. So I think that's the difference. Flammable means that it can be caught on fire if you try to. Like wood is flammable, but not inflammable. But a lithium battery is not flammable. It is inflammable. Or is it both? I don't know. Can you, if you're inflammable, are you also flammable? Because I thought David, David brings up fire retardant. Like I thought that inflammable meant that it could not be caught on fire, but obviously that's incorrect. It does not. It means that it can just spontaneously combust into flames. That's inflammable. Dadson's basically saying it's an internal versus external. So internal is inflammable. Ex flammable is external. Yes. I, I think that's it. Bobby gets deeper into it. The Latin root in has multiple meanings based on its usage. It can be into or not. So that's the difference of incapable versus inflammable. Yeah. <laughs> and then Amber comes in here. Malik is incapable in completions. It should be of completion. Yes. Amber, you get really, really close to. And she's in all, all caps. Yeah. That's the struggle. Yeah. Man. Well, inflammation. Inflammation is swelling. Flammation. What is flammation? Is that even a word? I don't think it is. Flammation is the act, act of setting fire. Yes, but inflammation is. Inflammation is, is a body's physical condition of being swollen, hot, and painful. So they're different. They don't have, they don't do anything. Interior, exterior. It goes back to that. Inflammation what? is interior on a human body of inflammation. Flammation is exterior in but it's setting fire. So they're not really related. It's just yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's the show for today. Make sure you uh, like the show before you go. A lot of people watching today, give us a like thumbs up on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube on your phone, you have to exit out of the live chat, hit that thumbs up button. Then you can bring the live chat back up. Uh, if you're on Facebook, give us a like as well and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Absolutely do that because we're going to have great content throughout the day. Uh, there we've got post game content that's still up there from last night's loss at KC. Uh, Derek Henry has some interesting words there about his defense too. So go check it out on the YouTube channel and Buck Rising live tonight uh, on A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. Talk to you later. Appreciate it as always. Adios. <laughs>